0: Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, an old fool that there's no fool like, and I'm suggesting that any fool can give themselves away, sometimes in surprising ways. This edition of the podcast is devoted to one man, and the method by which he revealed far more of his basic personality than he probably intended. The man is James Paul McCartney, ludicrously honoured and decorated skiffle player from Liverpool. These days I find him as maddeningly irksome as any silly old grandad in the corner of your lounge, hugging the best chair, burbling on and on and on about a seven-year episode back when he was a lad. uh, Sorry, Paul, just run it by me again. What was the pop group you were in? McCartney has always been very careful in the public eye. Careful to avoid giving offence. Careful to always be the cute little darling of the fan magazines. Careful to accentuate the positive. No thumb has been so consistently photographed in the up position as our Paulie's. Have we ever had a glimpse of the real McCoy, though? The secret skulking soul beneath the C.B.B.'s exterior? Not bloody likely. Or have we? I reckon he inadvertently gave himself away in one of his songs, and therefore that song is the most significant work of his career. If you take the view that an artist's best work shows something of the artist's soul, then the song I'm alluding to is McCartney's Best Moment. It's a track on the Beatles' White Album from 1968, and it's called Why Don't We Do It In The Road. If you know the song, you might well wish you didn't. If you don't know it, it's basically a mid-to-slow 12-bar trudge with a shouty vocal, and the lyric consists of just two lines, one of which is the title. By McCartney's own admission, for what that's ever worth, the track was a semi-spontaneous toss-off which suggests we might see more in the song than the author meant us to see. Psychologists do urge their test subjects to speak their first thoughts, after all. No time to dissemble or fudge. So what are we to make of, why don't we do it in the road? The title is also the line we hear repeated most throughout the song. McCartney acknowledges that the it he wonders why we don't do in the road could be fornication or defecation. In one of his typically disingenuous interviews, he claimed to have been inspired by watching some lascivious monkeys disporting themselves in Rishikesh during his stay with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and he was moved to speculations involving zoology, anthropology and philosophy. In a nutshell, he decided that monkeys copulate in the road or anywhere they want to, because that's their nature. And people don't do that because people are civilised. Profound concepts indeed. McCartney wallowing in, makes you think territory there. But you see his intention with that interview. He would have you believe he means the line, Why don't we do it in the road, as an honest question of anthropology or philosophy, leaving it to the listener to provide an answer that works for them. Why don't we, etc., etc., because we're this or we're that. However, it's the other line of the song's lyric that tells the bigger psychological story, and it doesn't take a genius to see what a squalid little mentality lurks beneath the open face. That other line is, no one will be watching us. It's a real Swiss army knife of a line. It can do so much. It turns the title from an honest philosophical inquiry to an insidious wheedle. Why don't we do it in the road? It's all right, nobody's going to look. If by adding this line McCartney wanted to suggest that he had ultra-radical confrontational tendencies, he simultaneously sabotaged the idea with the indication that no matter what he and his friend were contemplating in public, it would go unnoticed. No one will be watching us. That second line also hints at a sociopathic streak deep within Mr. Charm. If what he wants to do in the road is fornicate, he's merely being stupid, because as he assures his friend, no one will be watching. So they might as well do it in the comfort of their own utility room or fire pit or wherever turns them on. If, on the other hand, he wants to defecate in the road, the assurance of no witnesses means he and his friend can safely abscond and leave their mess for others to clean up. Excuse me? What sort of mentality operates like that? At the very least you can say it makes nonsense of McCartney's assertion that quote, we, unquote, are civilised. I have to say I do find the message of why don't we do it in the road very disturbing, as would anyone who has had to remove anonymous human turds from near their dwelling as often as I have. But the concepts of privacy and being observed are, I think, central to McCartney's psyche. Flip through the hundreds of hours of TV footage from the Beatles' career and you'll notice how often McCartney knew exactly where to find the active camera. He was always keen to play up to the lens when he'd found it, because he knew he had become largely the public's property. The corollary is that he would have made damn sure his private moments were completely private, when no one could be watching him, and his dark side would never dare emerge in any other circumstances. And I think Why Don't We Do It In The Road demonstrates just how dark that dark side might be. Was it the tip of an alarming iceberg? I guess we'll have to wait for him to pop his clogs and go beyond lawsuits before we can answer that one. Any fool can give themselves away. Even someone as in control and controlling as Macca. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.